passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. I am Brett Griffin, spotter for College Racing. Guess what, man? We're back from the first road course race of the season. We were in Coda, and there's plenty to talk about. We'll cover Ross Chastain, A.J. Amendinger, last lap moves, NASCAR enforcing track limits, and old Brad Keselowski's big penalty and tons more. Let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the six cup car, the one truck, and the six day Xfinity car. What a quiet week it's been. <laughs> quiet? Is that what you would call that? Quiet? Been quiet. Brett Griffin, spotter, colleague racing. Had uh, Justin Haley yesterday and Daniel Hemrick the day before, and I got to say, it's good to be home from Coda. Oh, yes, it Bet is. Freddie feels the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with not going back there for a while. <laughs> What's up, Freddie Krause, spotter for Bubba Wallace, uh, Derek Krause, and Landon Castle this weekend, and uh, yeah, I was riding around on three wheels again yesterday. Well, not again. That's the first time this year. Shout out but, to whoever brought me that Cajun filet biscuit from Bojangles. Absolutely. Shout out whoever didn't fill the cooler. Up. Shout out to Jason for no waters to wash it down. <laughs> I know. With. You are nice literally no, walking no, the studio no thirty tea. seconds later. You have a sandwich in your hand, and you're like, literally. "Where's the water?" We all get here. Jason, the uh, Alex, and uh, the kid ben. over there, ben. and Ben over there. The they're already the over there. They've already got empty sweet tea glasses, empty biscuit <laughs> you're, wrappers. You're like and the stuff. driver that doesn't know his pit crew guy's name. <laughs> Yeah, and there's well, a bunch of those drivers out there. Coming to gentlemen. you, coming to you, producer. Coming to you, spotter. <laughs> coming to you, producer. Okay, and producer. drinks are only for people in the top thirty in points. Ooh, Ow. yikes! TJ, is it true that you wore no. all gray today Abs. because yes. you're working in the gray area? Yes. Because Jason, Jason brought that up before the show, and I didn't want to. I am make sure uh, got on I'm, here. Yes, I'm trying to get away with some stuff here. <laughs> I woke up this morning, went to bed at. One ish something, I don't know. Finally fell asleep once I get up at six thirty and I get ready and I don't even look. I grab a jacket and I look down, I'm like, my jacket's gray, my shorts are gray, and my shoes are whitish gray. Whatever. So, you know. <laughs> Fifty so shades of gray. Yeah, I am at least you got the black hat rolling. Yeah, Something. I just grabbed it. That's six shades That's of gray. That's dark gray, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if you were colorblind, <laughs> if you were colorblind, it's gray. I mean, <laughs> So yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a long. So did morning. anybody get Smith slapped over this whole uh, penalty I thing? I I did this morning. <laughs> you yeah. did Morgan Overstreet, our new PR. She Smith slapped you. Yeah, and her social media director came and Smith slapped me. Rightfully so. So now I've got to unblock Dirty Mo before I get slapped again. 
It's because you're being sensitive. Well. Okay, Brett. <laughs> I figured Brett gets to block people all the time. I wanted to try it. And but it Dirty Mo, and Dirty really? Mo was pissing me off, so I, I had, to, had to go. Maybe Chris Rock needs to talk to you about throwing a block. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get that damn pinned tweet forever, and then Brett started kissing our ass about something else. And I was you just, had it for I, a few I hours. Had enough. Speaking of, of tweeting, I noticed um, you know Hannah does the the Dell Junior download a little bit now, and if her head gets any bigger, it's going to start fitting into Dillner's fedoras. Who? So Hannah does. Who? Oh yeah, she's cocky now. Who's, who's she? First Hannah? of all, she wouldn't have yeah, been even exactly. on the show without Freddie because Freddie was like, "You should consider Hannah Newhouse." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay." Technically, me so, because so, I had another job. So I go look through her stuff, listen to her. I'm like, "Man, she'd be good." Let me call and talk to her. I call and talk to her. I'm like, "Yeah, I think you'd be good." And now she acts like her <laughs> don't stink. She, I'm telling you, if her hair gets any bigger, she's gonna be able to wear <laughs> Dillner's fedoras over there. Like she, she just tries to stir stuff up on Twitter. And like, well, who is she? Please. <laughs> Oh Believe. man! Good lord! We, I mean, you, we get you on here a little bit, then you just you slap us. It's okay. What do you call that? What do you, we? You? Uh, the funny part of my Twitter exchange with her was she was like, "Oh, you don't sign my contracts? No, but we do send out the invitations on who's coming on our show, and then it ain't got nothing to do with a contract, not one thing." Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if uh, I don't think she knows how this works. Well, I, that's obvious. I don't know how you lost your last job, but I tell you how you're gonna lose this one. <laughs> Tweet so, like that. Yeah. So, okay, so we th- we all thought the same thing. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're in agreement. Perfect. Yeah, we're all in agreement. Yeah. Ask Junior hashtag. <laughs> Boy, that takes a lot of work. As donor gives her the evil eye because he wants to be doing it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh Coda. Did you uh, bring that tire to the studio that you guys I missed? I did not. It's still rolling around in Austin, Texas somewhere, <laughs> I, think I, I think. I think I saw it down, down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so first stage, we had the plan to short pit the stage, which means obviously you come in a couple hours before the stage ends. and You and, and 30 others. Yeah, and flip the stage. And uh, so we did that. And in them two laps or three laps that we were running, Bubba said, I've got a, I've got a vibration, which we joked on here before that said. Uh, no comment. That said, break it all right. You know, you could, you, you couldn't leave these wheels loose. Well, this is the second time this year Bubba's caught a loose wheel early enough to where it didn't fall off on the racetrack at the time it was loose. But I think it what happened was it, I think it damaged the pins on the on the backside of the tire of the plate there, and uh, it just got worse as we went. And he he actually thought he broke a rear end or something on that restart. They had just told me to tell him we do have something wrong with the left rear, but it just chewing the wheel up a little bit. I think we're going to be okay. And that lap, it fell off down the back stretch there. You, so You never want to have a vibration that messes up your rear end. No, never want a vibration in the rear end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you ever seen those memes where that, that dude comes on and is like, emotional damage? <laughs> I just pictured that whenever you uh, had that problem. How many loose wheels is that this year, though, already? It's, it's, Four or it's, five? It's one a week, it seems like. Well, apparently that's three for him. Well, yeah. two, yeah, well two one for that us. came off, though. That's a bigger problem. Yeah. Now Booty's gone. Yeah, Booty's on vacation. He's gone. Kinda. He'll get four weeks with he can't come in the garage. <laughs> it's yep. And is a tire it just changer. the yeah, and a tire it's, changer. Yeah, and tire changer too. Might it, I don't is it the Jackman? I don't think it's a Jackman. It's, no. it's potentially I don't but no, I don't I don't know. I don't remember. I know it's you definitely crew choose? chief. No, is you don't get the crew. You, it's the crew chief they would and the tire the spotter changer. If they could choose. Yeah. I hope mm. they suspend the spotter. I was asking Sako if they could possibly suspend me. 
But TJ's the only one in jeopardy of getting suspended because he's got no crew members left. They got the crew chief out for a month. They threw the car chief out this week. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw when I saw Bob tweet to the six, I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for the message. I'm just waiting. We're to running get my, out of people. Yeah, I was getting ready to put my bat, my radios in my bag, and be escorted out. The crew so. chief has as much to do with that wheel falling off as the spotter does. That is, uh, I, I'm sorry, but that rule needs to be revisited. And I don't know what the right penalty is for that. But at this point in the game, and given the fact that there is only, it's either on or it ain't. And if it ain't on, it's coming off. Like, I don't agree with this crew chief being suspended for four weeks when he literally didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but like I mean, said, hey, guys, let's leave the wheel loose and watch it roll around the racetrack. Have you never been punished at home when you didn't do anything? No, I never got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get in all the time, I'm sure. <laughs> I've and, never know, been in trouble. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. You look up saint in the dictionary and it's my picture. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, or true. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my, the big thing I told everybody last night was that Bubba, Bubba drove the wheels off of it yesterday. Which uh, my buddy Brian Hosford, he corrected me and said he just drove the wheel off of it, <laughs> not the wheels. So it was just one wheel. The guy so. from Phoenix? Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 He's a motorhome driver. I saw him last year we there. Went, we went on vacation with him uh, in January or December. I don't remember. December. But The Disney or whatever? No, we went to Key West. Oh, okay. Isle of Three gotcha. good races this weekend, though, I thought. Yeah. I disagree. I had a pretty <laughs> weekend. <laughs> you with know, the exception it, of TJ and his drivers, it was a great uh, Did you see the racing. amount of trucks that were tore up? How is that a good race? I'll tell you what I didn't see. I didn't see any of the people spinning at the top of turn one. I did not like the spotter stand that I was on. Wow. That's a tough location. Oh, Where yeah. I was at last year, I could see a lot of the racetrack. And were we actually, lower this year than we were last year? Well, my comment over the radio was we're at a $200 million racetrack, and yet we're on a scaffold that they use to put up sheetrock in an apartment complex yeah. next door. And like, it, it is absolutely ridiculous that there, there's not a better option because the grandstands right beside of us would be the perfect option. Put us yeah. in the grandstands. Put us there on the top there. row. Oh, there's tons of room. Put us on the top row. Closest to start finish. AR angles are better. I'm telling you what, man, the first time they came up that hill, I literally said, I have no idea where my car's at <laughs> because we're so freaking low. Yeah, I, I, we were low. And I was like, I mean, there's times where I was like, how many are really over there? Is that two or is that? Three, four over there. Okay. Yeah. Just lean on that guy beside you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, that's where one of them spotters was like, you feel him. That that had been one of them times. You, you, feel, you feel him. him. <laughs> like, yeah. I tweeted a video of it yesterday after I fell out of the restore. You were more left than I was. Yeah. Like, I was, they were literally straight I was all the way to the yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I was left. I was about as far left as you can get. And just to get a little bit of a better angle, but still, when they came up that hill, you were literally just about eye level with them. Like, oh, yeah. to where you're. you're I'm not going to lie. When that truck. Um, 17 truck came spinning up there. You weren't there, I don't think. No. Me and me and Herm had talked. I had asked Herm, I'm like, Herm, what happens if one of these throttles hang? We're going to get killed. We are. Th- <laughs> I mean, going to jump no, and hit us. Noah did it last year. You, are you, you guys weren't over there. Were you over there last year when Noah no. did it? Oh, you were in the Xfinity race, probably. No. Noah, I you know, it was raining, obviously, but Noah hit that tire barrier right in front of us. We were waving to him. Uh, he was buried in the tires in that gravel pit, <laughs> but he was literally, you know how close he was. Yeah, I mean, he, it's you right know, tire barrier. He was 10 feet away from us. Flew up there. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but what if somebody's throttle actually just hung? It'd like, be, it'd be a it'd bad, be, it'd be real bad. It'd be bad. So that, that 200 17, miles an hour coming right at you. That 17 came spinning up there. And I was like, 
Oh, well, do I need to? I'm getting ready to jump here. What's going to happen? Maybe I'm. Well, actually, I know I'm an idiot, but maybe I'm a bigger idiot for saying this. I honestly thought the first time I went there, going to a place where F1 races, it was going to be some illustrious experience, and it really, it really's not. Like, like as far as I mean, the, the track, track, like well, the just, track itself, like where the drivers race, is pretty incredible. It's like, pretty I, nice. I, I, I mean, I think it's very futuristic looking. The way they got the tower with the with the thing, but like when you actually get into the fan experience that we could see, like it's nothing. It's a dirt road going around the racetrack. The fans walk around. Like I just didn't expect that. I expected as much money as those teams spent. It was dirty. Like not 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 like it's just a lot of dirt. They hadn't even picked up the trash yeah. from last year where I was at. Yeah, I will say that I've noticed that with some other Formula One race. So I've looked at like when some of them guys wreck and they're walking down them roads to get back. You see the driver get out of his car and walk. He's walking on. Very similar things, yeah. but I do think the racing surface is incredible. I think the racing surface is awesome. Yeah, but definitely, you know, I twenty it, turns is a lot. Yeah, and I would think with a place like that, if you're going to have NASCAR, you're going to have spotters and and things like that. There would be maybe a little bit better. Um, Just a little consideration. Well, the, the problem is they don't. Nobody else uses spot. We're the only yeah, ones. So and it's, like, it's a learning thing with them. Like now we like they had us parking at the top of this hill and walking down a hill half a mile, then back up a hill with all of our equipment. Luckily, we got that worked out. And there's a, literally a lot right next to the spotter stand that is now a spotter parking lot. So it's it's way, it's way better. I would um, have taken my own personal money and bought a ticket in the grandstand right beside of the spotter stand in order to have a better view uh, to do yeah. my job. I don't know what tickets cost, but I had I could afford it to, to do that, to so make. There were some guys that did that that moved over to the other – Stands in section and turn twelve over there that that bought tickets. Yeah. Some of the JGR guys that yeah. just legit bought tickets to be a fan, you know, and and sat over there and spotted. Do they, yeah. Do you get to drink beer if they bought a ticket? I think so. Yeah. Uh, especially because you're only doing like two or three turns. I Did mean, you wreck in the truck race? No, that's a given. No, we didn't. Holy. Oh, uh, well, we almost got wrecked. So that idiot lost Austin Wayne self. Uh, the sixteen wrecks him on the first lap of the race. Yeah. And then he tried to hook us at the end of the race because he thought it was us. Like. <laughs> We were going by him back there. We put tires on late, and we were going by him, and uh, he just literally just hung a left and tried to like right hook Derek out of the racetrack. And I was like, "What the hell is that about?" He said, "Oh, he thought I wrecked him on the first lap." Yeah, which he's, he's like, "I was nowhere near him." We uh, ran into one of them times when Chris Wright wrecked somebody there at going up the hard hill. Hard to believe Chris Wright, whatever. Yeah, he spun out like he 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 was sideways and spun out spun out in front of us and turned one numerous times. Um. Like when you get back there, like, and this is the frustrating part about the truck series is you're back there. You can't even learn anything because everyone's just driving. Like you're not even racing. Yeah. Yeah, They're not even racing. Like they're just, Oh, there's a hole. I'm going to die. I'm not going to complete the pass, but I might wreck you or do something like, and it's just go for everything. Like you can't even really learn how to race there. Um, in that part. And you know, for unfortunately they wreck in front of Haley and, she hits him with the right front and it breaks the suspension and we're done again. So I feel like if we go to Richmond and a kangaroo escapes from the zoo and crosses the track, we are going to hit it. <laughs> so they have um, kangaroos in Richmond. It is, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, it might, she just, I mean, just bad luck. There's nothing you can really do but you're in that area and them guys drive like that. Like that's just part of what can happen. So can kangaroos escape from zoos? You probably jump over the fence. You ever seen that? You ever been kicked by a kangaroo? No. Me neither, but I wouldn't want to be. The one thing that I, like, I, I don't know how this can happen because there's, 
the yellows take forever, especially a place like that, especially a place like Road America. I thought they were pretty efficient. They, they with the were, the NASCAR was doing a really good job. Yeah, of, they kept it like, hurrying it along. Yeah, and, but and making still, them quickie yellows yeah, instead of a 100%. freaking full cycle. And it's, but because it's that still, extra lap is a long. Uh, it's ten minutes. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. ten minutes. I have to go to the bathroom, then go to the bathroom again seen, before we go back green. I seen Dale tweet something like he he missed the end of the race because he fell asleep during the yellow flags at the end of the yeah, truck life's race. Life's hard for him, huh? But so you know he's probably he's probably thirty forty <laughs> beers in by ass then. Junior. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're gonna ask him. <laughs> yeah, where are we? Where is we should get on there tomorrow. You guys are ridiculous. How, hi, Jason. How do we get on Ask Junior? YouTube Live. Watch the YouTube Live, and Hannah will probably not read your comments. We're just gonna <laughs> no. see it's y'all. Okay, you know get on there. Can we so get on there? Just show up on the recording. If he had a good nap, he should be here early this we morning. We should just we'll get record. in the background in the shop, like while they're doing oh, it. Ask yeah. Junior Live. We just get in the shop and bang on the glass. Yeah, <laughs> ruin their segment. So you, I, I can be live, live, or it's just my voice live. No, nothing. You're just you're typing. Yeah, they're yeah, you, live. They're live. Well, that's nice uh, lame. Why don't they let the fans on there in video form? Yeah, we I wonder why that. they just don't let fans on there unfiltered. You got an air or horn. Here. Why wouldn't you do that? It is the same reason why we can't have a live show because you got hashtag Ask Junior. You know what the closest thing to a live show is? The Dirty Mo Media Ultimate Suite Experience. Yeah, Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway. We're having an amazing time without again. Hannah, and we're gonna we're gonna let Casey come. I've I'm decided, invited. I've decided Casey can come. Wow, you're coming. Yeah. Apparently, she didn't nice. know that. <laughs> I had no idea, but uh, Casey, we'd love to have you. Yeah, wow. we just need some. We just need somebody to clean the tables up and. <laughs> so. I'm it. I'll bring Chloe. She can clean for me. Our listeners. Well, actually, no. Chloe, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's what happened here. Chloe's the one we want to see in the suite, but we know you've got a driver. <laughs> I'll just so. see her PR up. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. But we've literally got all the same amenities we had at the last one. We're going to have awesome food, awesome drinks, private restrooms. And close guess, to home. Close to home. Coke 600. That's a big one. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how much beer you can drink six hundred oh, miles? Fireball. I mean, we're gonna have to put two fireball bottles in the. Yeah, in we may have to put time. extra fireball in there. <laughs> oh, Everybody gets fireball. Yeah, why don't we? You know, we need we need fireball to send a couple of those keg things they got. Yeah, just, just barrel. Just put them yeah. on the table. Bring them in there. Yeah, Might the fireball sweet. <laughs> that would be we great right before your race. Yeah, yeah. My, wow. my favorite thing about being inside of Charlotte too is in May it can be hot here. And that's a six oh, o'clock yeah. race. You know what I mean? So you'll get to come hang out. Do yeah, awesome fun things. Pools, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, and just the seating alone, you're sitting in a cushioned seat up in a suite, air conditioned suite versus sitting in a hard back chair for, I mean, that race is easily four hours every, every and year. You can't forget pre-races always. Oh, that's the best pre-race fast. of the year. Like if you get, yeah, like they've done some really cool things. Yeah, you'll see there. if you're in that suite, you'll see, Guys jumping out of a helicopter right in front of you, um, landing stuff in the infield. up there. Yeah, yeah. stuff yeah, it's pretty cool. They my, do a really my good job. favorite part of the whole Vegas experience is that Mike Davis truly believed that everybody came to see him. <laughs> he, he didn't realize we were the main attraction. Is, is Mike showing up again this year? So, Did so, you get him so twice? We, I'm sure. Wow. We, we were, we were so humble to meet everybody, and Mike Davis was just like, oh, all these people are here to see me. <laughs> Could you believe that? <laughs> yeah, I could believe that. I've known the guy a long time. Of course <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> so y'all will do a Q&A before the race. <laughs> if we started to go fund me, what are the odds would they let they let us uh, put you in that cannon that shoots the guy? <laughs> <laughs> Just shoot me into the suite. No, I want to shoot. <laughs> I mean, Grand arrival. Would you ever do that? No, I would never do that. Are you ready? <laughs> 
fine. Well, yeah, a little bit. But what about how uh, fast would he fall? That would be the question. Like the <laughs> geometry involved in planning out Freddie. I might just go into orbit. Skydivers with the American flag. Can you do that? No. Dude, why, why? I've got a really good dude. I just I've I, mean, no, I, just I don't see know you coming. Is. I can see you getting out of that can just like, like spanky spangler. Like just swan. Di- you know what I mean? Like perfect form out the arms out like a swan dive. Like you know? a cheer jump. This is a whole new version of Air Freddy right now we're talking about. (laughs) We can name the cannon Air Freddy. We can put it on the... This Uh, is going places. And if you have your pre-race pit road access before the race, you might be able to see... You can light the wick. Yeah, you could... If you you have the pre-race pit pass, you can light the wick on my cannon... And oh, shoot me off down the front we need? Pull a little extra. <laughs> Freddy Lane in turn one. <laughs> and oh that's my. included with the, uh, with the p- yes. sweet Yes. I mean, ticket. it definitely doesn't get much better <laughs> could, than this. Could you hear the crowd going, oh. oh. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so I saw in Vegas, everyone had their scanners on the whole race there, and they were all listening to y'all. And so I think each one of you wrecked at some point in that race. And so everyone was like, listen to the scanner as it was happening. Of course. And they were all making fun of y'all. So uh, you'll get a scanner. You'll get your own sturdy Momita swag bag with a lot of cool stuff. There'll be raffle prizes throughout the day, uh, private parking pass. A very like Vegas was awesome. That was like the coolest race experience I've ever witnessed. So if you want to do that for Charlotte, you, you remember it. Uh, I remember it, you know, the afternoon was a little more clear than the morning. You should have seen Jason in the beginning oh, that morning. Well, that he was hurting. Oh, and I walked up and he was literally just staring Duh. at his phone. And I'm like, Duh. Jason, you all right? So then can we it's go? It's all your fault. It's, yeah, can we do a, can Jason go out the night before again? Like that's downtown gonna, That's what Charlotte? I was going to say. So, yeah, so, there's going to be a pre-race party in Charlotte the night before. Deal. Which, Jason, where do you live? What town are you in? I'll be in Indy. So, bad day though. Oh, well, never mind. You're not going to this. You're not going? I can't say on the air because then people will be mad that nobody's going to nobody's going to care. <laughs> yeah. Are you going between, for between you what? and Mike? I don't know how they'll ever make it. Cool. What are you doing? Oh going to five hundred? Yeah. Must be nice. That's already get really drunk awful. there, but like, what you know, different <sighs> Go to the Snake Pit. I, if yeah. you don't take a picture in the Snake oh, Pit, yeah. we're not yeah. friends anymore. All right, sounds good. So buy your tickets now, jerrymomedia.com. They're going to sell out quick again like they did for Vegas, so get them now. Yeah, Book come to our home. To come to our, in our home. Davis will be there. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure Dillner's going to find a way to try and sneak Probably. in there. Um, Special guest announcement tomorrow on the download. Oh. Special guest Why announcement. Why would we let Dillner in there? He's just going to go in there. I didn't say we're going to let him. I said he's going to he try should, and sneak no, in there. No, he should not. be. It's you, for VIP. The dude's VIP. like... Six four and he's like an offensive. He doesn't sneak in place. They would have to let him in. Do not let him in there. You guys are just being rude yeah. today towards Dale Jr. Don Lewis. Yeah, well, we're got, still waiting for him. I got a chip on my shoulder about Dirty Mo's. Yeah, well, we were waiting for him. Morgan slapped me this morning. <laughs> waiting on Dale Jr. to you show up, it. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're still waiting for him, and he should be rested up from that nap yesterday. I mean, <laughs> all right, join the party in Charlotte. Come hang out. We get time. Tickets are going fast. Running Can't out. Wait. What about those uh, diecasts? Are they already sold out? Diecasts are sold out. There's some t-shirts available now. So racingusa.com slash DBC. <clears throat> get your DBC Justin Allgaier car t-shirt. That will be ready before Dover. So if you want to buy it now, you'll get it in time for the race. Oh. Nice. Sweet. Nice. That's going to be a fun one. Freddie will be at the bottom of the elevator before the race to so sign autographs. Go up a clear car wins and we all party at Fire and Ice to celebrate. Oh my God. Speaking of winning Can a party. we go to Victory Lane if they win? 
Yeah, we're going. Are to we going to lay on the hood where, where the our pictures are? Yeah. Do we lay on the hood? We're, we're going to go in there. And we lay on the hood and make a fail pre post race check. If one of our cars finishes second, we're going to that thing up in victory lane so we can win. Junior Motorsports has to brown nose their sponsors. We'll we'll be the we'll the, we're the sponsor, TJ. Oh, that, oh they'll that. make an exception. This we get perfect. the hand holding. We'll Standing next to Justin, right in the front, getting yeah. pictures. Woo! Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Speaking Probably of, forgot what that oh, looks like, man. right? Speaking DJ? of sponsor wins, Nutrinac Solutions I mean, got we, their first win of the year this weekend with AJ. And, uh, we had some Nutrinac Solutions people there. It was fun. We went to Ego's, a karaoke bar in Austin. <sighs> uh, it's a beautiful fun, place. Fun, fun night. Yes. I told Chris after the uh, during the race, he was crew chiefing. He wasn't really crew chiefing for... Justin Haley is more so just calling the race, you know, because Chris is out of touch with these setups to some degree. But I told him on the radio, I said, I'm telling you right now, if AJ wins this race again today, I'm leaving. I'm yeah. not going to any more victory parties. No kidding. I'm out. But speaking uh, of victory parties, another first time spotter winner, Brandon McReynolds. Oh, is that his first cup win? That is his first cup win that I'm aware of. Uh, oh, unless he might have been playoffs. a second spotter. Yeah, he's spotter playoffs. <laughs> um, and the. Fireball sales in the state of North Carolina is getting ready to triple for this week because that's all Brandon ever does. Yeah, go ahead and change the batteries in the microphone at uh, Saeed's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he will be on stage singing somewhere something. Six races, six winners. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. Shout out to Brandon. Good dude. All right. Before we head into spot on, spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Hey, I know you've been thinking about selling your home, and there's an awesome, different way to do it. The best place to do it is with our friends at OfferPad. Whether you're buying or selling a home, OfferPad makes things easier. OfferPad removes many of the common pain points associated with a traditional experience, helping you move freely. OfferPad is real estate the way it should be, and you can get the process started before you even finish listening to this episode. Log on to OfferPad.com, fill out the five-minute form about your home, submit it, and you'll get a cash offer within 24 hours. I know this for a fact because I did it myself. That's quick, Freddie, like your tire rolling down the track. You can take that cash offer or list with OfferPad, and you're one step closer to selling your home. We just raced in an OfferPad market down in Austin, Texas. If you live in or around the Austin area and need to sell your home, make sure you do it with OfferPad. Or if you're interested in moving there, sell your home with OfferPad first and start looking at the homes available in Austin with OfferPad. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for spot on, spot off. First topic, NASCAR's enforcement of track limit rules in turn three to six. Spot on, spot off. Brett. Man, this is a tough one. You know, I, I saw a photo of of literally the nine car and the 07 car um, shortcutting an area of the track. And, and in that same area is where they black flagged the 
27 and the 51, who, and those two guys were going to have good runs. Lower budget teams with top six runs going. Um, and then yesterday, I heard my driver complain about the nine shortcutting. I heard Denny complain about Larson shortcutting. I actually saw heard more than one Larson's shortcutting. And I don't understand why it's so difficult in today's world with the amount of technology that we have to be consistent with these discretionary calls. And that's the first problem, okay? If we go through there and we put the turtles down like we have at the Roval, does it fix this problem? My my gut tells me probably. I think the bad news is if you roared direct through there, you would ruin your day. It wasn't you, a problem last you year. You turtle. So it wasn't a problem last year. So I I have to say – that I am spot off for the fact that TJ could do it and get away with it. You damn right. Oh, that's not true. Could do it and get penalized. And I heard them penalizing guys yesterday, but it was all backmarker teams. It wasn't any superstars. So I don't know what they're using to judge this area, but whatever they're using is inconsistent and they have to fix it. If you need to put a camera over there, an overhead camera, and one official looking at just that one corner, then do it. You cannot have guys that are getting to take advantage of the system, essentially run out of bounds, right, if we're going to set all these boundaries because that's what they're doing, which we said last week was dumb, don't have the freaking line rule. Um, But if they're going to set all these boundaries and we're going to have an out of bounds, you have to have a surefire, efficient, black and white means to judge it, and we don't have that. So I am 100% spot off on the way this was handled all weekend. So I reached out last night to the NASCAR comms folks, and they simply said they missed it. And obviously, you know, I, I had sent them the picture of Noah and whoever was behind Noah. 07. 07 off the track. Um, and they said, was that any S's? I said, yep. And they said, well, we missed it. Um, and, I, you know, we talked about the process, and they have a stationary camera over there. And they have officials in that area. and But you got to remember one thing in their defense is it's not one corner. I mean, they were, for the most part, cutting one corner, but it's a set of corners, three, you know, three through six, that is where the, where the rules are in place. Um, so inevitably, you're going to miss some. No, but, you, you, no, you wouldn't. Not if you had one camera and one person at every corner. You wouldn't miss it. At every corner. Correct. Yeah, if you have to have it at every corner, I, not just I, one corner. I know corner. what our investment was to go race out there. Yeah. So, I, whoa, oh, so, 100%. So like, then they need to step up their should, investment. There should be somebody sitting there. And it's and, and we talk about a judgment call or a discretionary call. It shouldn't be a discretionary call. They're either all four wheels are off the racetrack or all four wheels are not off the racetrack. And there should be a guy going, okay, nine. You know, and, yeah. It's like and, pitting out of the box. And yeah, you're it, either in it, the box or you're out of the box. I don't know what the answer is. Like Brett said, you know, turtles, well, we've seen turtles cause a disaster you know if somebody gets shoved you know they made a call on briscoe but he had gotten shoved off the track and they took the penalty back but now if you have turtles there and briscoe gets shoved off the track and blows a nose off his car is that really what you want i don't think so uh we saw that last year at indy you know where guys were getting forced off the racetrack and and i think it was mcdowell destroyed his car you know potentially hurting people so i don't know the turtles are the answer um i don't know if you know, you put dirt down, so it's, it's it's clear as day. You know, if they drive through the dirt, then that's obviously a cloud goes up, and and that's a penalty. Um, but there there's got to be a better way. You can't simply say we missed it. You know, it, especially in that situation, like Brett said, there was no, Landon asked me during the Xfinity race. He said, "Have they warned anybody about cutting the track?" And I said, "No," which just instantly told me 
everybody around him is cutting the racetrack and he's thinking about doing it himself because everybody's getting an advantage of it. They so, did warn people in the cup race because they warned Larson because on the broadcast they... Okay, so is that it. right, Casey? Is that the thing to do? No, I'm just saying that they were starting to... Hey, you probably shouldn't do that the day I before never, we penalize guys for it, but today it? we're not real sure we want to do that. I did not hear NASCAR come over the radio and say They did. They gave a field did warning, it, but it was a full-field warning. It wasn't like just one guy. But if there are people cheating, kick them out, post them, black flag them. TJ, what do you think? I am spot off, too, because in the truck race, we were the first one to get a penalty for it, but we got ran off by Kaz Grawlup. He just started coming over like we weren't there. We lost position, um, didn't go all the way off or whatever, just got forced over a little too far, and we lost position, didn't pass anybody or anything, and we get a penalty. Um. And then later in the race, uh, the same guy does it to us again, and we didn't get a penalty. We lost a spot again, and we didn't get a penalty. How do we get a penalty the first time and not the second time? I told the creature, like, we're probably going to get another penalty here. We got run off here again. And I don't know. I mean, I, uh, there's way definitely some inconsistencies here. I, I don't do know why. Do you I, think if I gave you a camera and I gave you a button that you would be capable of saying that car was on the track or off the track? Uh, yeah, me too. I, I think so too. I, so I do think you could put a small curb there. It doesn't have to be a tall one, but you could put something there being like, all right, guys, this is a limit. You go across this, that's it, you know, and just something to get their attention. I hate this out of bounds. I, I hate it. it. I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm sorry. No. I, I'm not a fan of it at any racetrack. If it's yeah. black, if it's concrete, if it's asphalt, you can run on it. It may not be advantageous yeah. for you at times, but when you look at turn one, we go up there, and we're all sorts of out-of-bounds in turn one, well, but there's no out-of-bounds. What's wrong with a small curb? There's nothing wrong with any of it. I mean, remember Watkins Glen? That's what's one wrong thing, is what we're doing. What I miss about Watkins Glen is there used to be a curb on the right and then a little curb on the left, and that made guys, now they come through, they're almost, it's like they're almost wide open through there. You know, they lift a little bit, and then they're, they're going across that dirt, flying through there. I remember watching like Robbie Gordon go through there, and his whole right, you could see his tailpipes. It was the right side of the car. He would hit that thing so hard and, and yeah. then go back to the left. But there was a there was a technique and a skill to it, and I appreciated that stuff. Now there's like, okay, guys, there's a line there. Uh, don't touch that. You can't put a rule in place that you can't enforce 100% of the time and enforce it accurately, and that appeared to yeah, be you, what we had. You, you get, like we've said on here all the time, if you give these guys an inch, they're going to take a mile. And, and and if you're not calling it to the letter of the law, then they're just going to keep abusing it until – and I, I would love to see the difference in what got a penalty versus what didn't – you know, if, if they – I heard everybody bitching about Larson cutting the race yeah, track on the spotters yesterday. I heard numerous um, people come over yeah, there. I, I, like exactly, everybody in my section was complaining that Larson was cutting the racetrack over there. Uh, I heard a bunch of people talking about Chase doing it. Um, what were they doing differently than the thirty-four car that got a penalty? You know yeah, what I mean? Twenty-seven. Like, I want to know what the difference was. Yeah, the 67, sixty-six, you know, seven. Yeah, yeah. The guys that are like not well, McDowell might not be irrelevant at a road course, but the twenty-seven, the but sixty-six, they're irrelevant. Those guys weren't even really racing anybody back yeah. there because I, I'm a, they would come by after everybody and how, like. It's. I just. I would love to see. And they said that they have. When I talked to the Mike, they they said they had. They have video evidence to send the guys that they did penalize when they you know show you know like jeb was complaining that he got a penalty how do you um, see those guys and not like if the fives do it how do you see them and not them the answer, not, and i don't i didn't see, i didn't see any of it but the answer i got in four words three words was we missed it how does that happen i don't know 
Well, there's video. Yeah, there's video. There's cameras. Now, what I will say is, you know, I don't know if it's a still, you know, just a stationary camera, so you can't see what transpired before it, how, what the angles look like. Obviously, we haven't seen, but yeah. they have cameras in every corner there. So I don't, I don't know. It's it's hard though, like Brett says though. If you put a line, <clears throat> those guys are going to cross it. You need to put something there that they got to go around. You know, something that's uh where okay, well maybe I shouldn't hit that. <clears throat> right now it's. You yeah. know, and it, and honestly, it's hard. It's hard going through the MSs in a, in a line like that because you can't see. You know, you can't see anyway. So uh, half the time, the guys that are probably cutting it aren't really even meaning to cut it. They just can't see. Yeah. You know, but if you put a curb there, there's better reference points, in my opinion. If you have a curb or something, you get a feel for where things are at more than just a line. Yeah, and like Brett said, I don't understand why. Why is that the only section of the racetrack that we have? limits like off of one we're way out wide off of 20 we're way out wide you know you can cut the track back there in uh 11 you know what i mean yeah. like like why, why do we only have limits in one section if you put a small low curb there right where the where, where the turtles were or whatever shot that, every time you hear tj say curb today a curb curb um yeah if you put something small there where that if the guy runs over okay fine but you know you can't go on the other side of it you know uh what we're yeah. doing ain't working it's all i'm yeah. saying aj allmendinger knocks Leader Ross Chastain out of the way on the final lap, and Chastain comes back to knock Almondinger out of the way to win the cup race. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Spot off. Son of a cost me DBC picks. That's why I picked you. Son of a. Um. Listen, this was this is what it is. You know, uh, AJ moved Ross. Ross wrecked AJ. You know, if if that makes sense. Um, it makes sense. What it means is we're in a bar and I walk up to you and I push you and instead of you pushing me back, you punch me in the face. Yeah. That's what it means. <laughs> um, you know, but if I mean and, and and it's as simple as Ross moved AJ, I'm sorry, AJ moved Ross to second and Ross moved AJ to thirty third. You know. Um He wrecked AJ to He 33rd. wrecked AJ to thirty third. Um but listen, you know, when when Ross made this move, you know this was his only option. This is the only way he's winning this race is if he figures out a way to to technically wreck both of the guys in front of him because he was third in line going into that last set of corners. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of what we got to expect because we've put all this emphasis on winning. You know, first career win for one, which is a big factor here. You know, you're in all star race is another perk of it. Five bonus point playoff points. Um, and, and you're potentially in the playoffs. Now we've had six winners in six races, so there's a there's a chance that we might that might not lock you in per se. But you know, right now he's in the playoffs because of that. And this is what we wanted when we went to this playoff system: win at all costs. Winning is the most important thing. And you know, this is not the first time this has happened with Ross and AJ. Uh, they, I remember vividly spotting for AJ when Ross wrecked us at Daytona to win a race. Um, but you know, it's just like I said, I can understand why AJ's upset because. He did one thing and Ross did something, you know, multiplied by five probably. Um, man, I, I, uh, I, I think, you know, to reiterate what, what Freddie said, I think AJ pulled off a bump and run and I think Ross pulled off a wreck and win, which is completely different to some degree. Um, I said on my, on my DBC pick last week that I was picking Ross Chastain because AJ Allmendinger made him a better road course racer. He mentored him when he was at college racing and Ross is very talented. Ross has always driven cars on the edge. I mean, he's one of those guys you knew you were getting a hundred percent every lap. And, and now 
in, in, in yesterday's situation, Casey, I don't think you see Ross Chastain even in this screenshot if it's not for A.J. Allmendinger. So I think probably the bad blood that's going to come from this is going to be, yes, you know, Ross did wreck A.J. trying to win a race uh, when they were plate racing as teammates. And, and that's one thing. But I think this one is, man, it hurts even more because we trained him to beat our ass yesterday is kind of the way I think you got to look at it. So um, in terms of his decision – uh, I say it on here all the time, and, and I got to say it again, win at all costs, and that's what he did. And once again, we have a guy that's locked himself into the all-star race. That's a big deal for sponsors, big deal for young teams, and Trackhouse is a young team, obviously. Locked him into the playoff. You know, you, you say, hey, Ross Chastain, he may not be locked in. There's got all these different winners. His last four finishes are third, second, second, first. There is something about this car that Ross Chastain's driving style fits very well. You know, you, you're, if you're a golfer, Elliot would say this analogy all the time. If you're a golfer and you have a little bit of a draw on the ball, there are some courses you're going to play that play better for you because of the way you hit the ball. I think this driving style fits Ross Chastain's. Because, look, I didn't expect these guys to be this fast. I, even with the level playing field at the new car that we're talking about, I didn't expect Trackhouse to come out and be this fast. Did I expect A.J. Allmendinger to be that fast at a road course? Absolutely. Because that guy could drive a freaking John Deere tractor around there and run with them guys. But I think Ross Chastain has, has made – he's the hottest driver in the series over the last four races in terms of his performance. Do I think he's a championship contender? No, not yet. Um, but holy cow, like when it all cost, he did it. Yeah, I'm spot off for the wrecking part. But this is the – you know who you're racing and you know who's capable of doing that. And there are certain guys that will do that that are going to go a little extra further – that are going to go further than the rest. And to me, Ross is definitely one of them guys where if he's leading a race and you move him and he gets back to you, you're probably going to get it worse. Uh, he's one of them guys, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, AJ is probably going to race the heck out of him next time he, he's around there, but – you know what? That's nothing new to Ross. He races hard anyway, you know? So, um, it was his first win. Feel like he probably, it was going to be a good race. And I think AJ, I think AJ knew, um, going when he did that, that it was probably going to come back harder than, than if I'm a driver and I watch this whole thing play out, there's one thing I learned from this. And it is, if I'm going to move a guy, I'm going to move him to the point that he can't get back to me. So what we've done is all the fans that grew up in the 80s and 90s loving the bump and run, it makes it almost extinct. Because if you do the bump and run at a 20-turn road course and there's still seven turns left or whatever there was left, three, he's got a chance to run you back down and just kamikaze you. We, and that's exactly what he did. We we talked about it on here. I can't remember what show it was, but it was Racetrack 101. You know, Short Track 101 racing was – don't move a guy unless you know he can't get to you. Don't move the guy with two to go. You know, obviously you're talking about a short track oval. Don't move the guy with two to go because then he's that he's back there to get you back on the last lap. You better if you can if you're better than him, you wait to the last corner and you move him then and where he's got no shot to get back to you and and then you win the race. AJ made the mistake of moving Ross with four turns left in the race and Ross had the ability to just drive back into that last corner. Obviously the timing adds up to it as well. If this is lap 15 or whatever, you know, middle of the race somewhere and AJ moves on, but Ross isn't going to wreck him. No. But when you're coming around there and there is a little bit more to it, if you're trying to get your first win and you've been leading, I mean, you feel like that guy just took a win from you. And, but I'll tell you what through the, I mean, I was like watching him go in there. And I'm like, Oh, and then I saw Bowman 
shoot down the inside and pass them both. I was like, that dude just find another gear through there? Or what did he do? Because Bowman yeah. passed them both in that corner. I don't know what if AJ stumbled. Something happened to AJ in the middle of that carousel because dude. he had a good run, and all of a sudden it was like they were all over him again. The, the, Alex drove by both. I'm like, holy cow, where did this guy come from? And when, when uh, Alex shot to the right, and that's when and Ross coming in and really planted himself on AJ's bumper. I was like, this is a 10 out of 10 for an exciting finish. You can't oh, yeah. have a more exciting finish. There's we got corner, 20 turns. There's two corners left. We got 20 turns, and we got we had two laps to go. We had 40 turns yeah. that these guys had to make, and here we are coming down to literally the last half a mile, and they're all over the top of each other. Like, you yeah. can't – I mean, we have had some amazing finishes and races in, these, in this cup car so far. I, yeah, I mean, it's been some good race. And that was another, you know, amazing finish as well, so – Good job to, to those guys for getting up there and duking it out and but having you, a good race. You take – A.J. obviously wins the race the day before, right? And then here he is as a part-time driver in the Cup Series in position to win another Cup race. And, and I don't recall – I mean, going back to when Kislowski, you know, won um, for James Finch back in the day. Like, obviously, A.J. came in last year running a limited effort, won the Indy race, the road course race. Like, it's it's hard to be a part time guy and go out and compete for wins. That shows you how good that freaking guy is at road courses. He he is the best road racer in the field. Yeah, AJ is going to make a difference, especially when it's a level playing field. That's where AJ is going to stand out even more. So that's then he was doing it. So. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Spot on, spot off, NASCAR waited to throw the yellow flag when Ricky Stenhouse Jr. crawled to a stop on the track, allowing other cars to pit before the caution. TJ. Um, this is tough. I was right in the position where we could have hit pit road, but he was still moving a little bit. And I, uh, when I saw it on the TV screen, I actually thought he was going to make it back. When they showed it in turn one, I looked at the screen. I'm like, okay, he's still moving. They're not going to throw a caution unless he comes to a stop. And he was still moving. As soon as he came to a stop, I was like, oh. And we were just past pit road. So um, we kind of missed it a little bit there. But, you know, I think I mean, you can't throw it for a guy creeping around, in my opinion. And it's just timing, man. How many races have been flipped like that? You know, that's just luck and timing. And that's what happens at road courses. That's what makes them exciting as well because you get that timely caution how many times we're always looking for somebody stuck in the gravel and stuff right yeah and it's just it, it, sometimes you're at the right part of the track sometimes you're not it can cycle you to the front it can flip the whole field sometimes it can take the 12th place guy and put him in the lead but that's just um that's how road course racing is so i don't how long did he sit still before they threw the caution do we know not long at all yeah he was rolling to a stop and you can kind of tell yeah I, I mean you know to tj's point when the, when the yellow comes out, pit road is immediately closed. And if you literally, if the yellow comes out and one second later, your front bumper crosses that pit entry line, you're penalized for, for pitting under a closed pit road. So when teams see this, and this has always been this way, when you see that there may be a caution forthcoming because of something stalled, you're immediately planning to hit pit road in hopes that you make it before everybody else does. And the reason is because you can hit pit road, do a full pit stop, 
exit pit road and have no concerns of being lapped because of what we talked about earlier. It's an eight to 10 minute, and I realize that's a big window, freaking caution lap under there, right? So then when the pits are open, all of the leaders come down pit road and they pit for tires and everybody that pitted under the caution, then they advance, they leapfrog you, right? So it is a huge advantage to be on top of that. Um, and and this has always happened at road courses and it's always going to happen at road courses when spotters and crew chiefs are watching on TV and they see something that may bring out a yellow if they're in a window or they think tires are going to help them, they're going to pit every time. And I don't think that has anything to do with what NASCAR was doing with the yellow, especially if he didn't sit there long. Yeah, I think that, you know, to me, I was off the radio at this point, so I didn't hear much of this. I kind of just was watching it play out. Um, But it seemed to me like everybody, just about everybody, had the opportunity to pit, and it's just a gamble. You know, if if the guys, the seven or eight guys I did see come down pit road were just gambling that they were going to throw the yellow. You know, like we talk about it, our corner spotters will call in, I got got a guy over here just barely creeping, or there's, you know, somebody stuck in the gravel over here. So then we relay it to the crew chief, and it's on them to make the decision if they want to gamble and and pit or not, or, or, you know, which I don't think, you know, a lot of the guys didn't want to pit anyway. You know, like AJ and them, I think, were committed to staying out. They didn't think that, you know, you're going to pit and start mid-pack and have a chance at winning anyway. Uh, we did see some of the guys. I think Bell was the first one on tires that got back to the front. I think he ended up in yeah. the top five. I mean, it was guys, I think it was like 26 through 20, like 30 or something who were yeah. pitting because it was their last shot at anything. Yeah. So he yeah. got lucky too on some of them restarts. Oh, yeah. Things yeah. opened up right, but. So it's just, you know, it, and it's just, it, like we said, it's just a gamble. And as, you know, I don't think that there's anything unfair about it. You know, NASCAR just, like we said, they wait till the car stops rolling to throw the yellow when would say no he's stuck because somebody could be caught and you know only have fourth gear or something and and be rolling back but yeah it's just a gamble whether or not you want to come down pit road there and take that chance that the yellow is going to come out or not and some of them guys don't have an like there's nothing to lose you know they're running 15th 20th and they go for hell with it you know i'm going to come down here and get tires and if they don't throw the yellow whatever we lost 10 spots but tony stewart questioned the call on the broadcast is why it seemed like a bigger deal this is like why are they waiting to throw the caution when they know he's eventually going to stop and then giving people the chance where all their cars are already past the pit entrance. What if he takes off? I mean, what if he takes off and you throw the caution? You know what I mean? Then everyone's like, well, you should have waited. That's a no-win situation. In my yeah, opinion. you have, like, especially where he's at, you have quite a ways until anybody's going to get back to him. You know what I mean? So you have time to sit there and say, all right, is he going to get rolling? We have two minutes, you know, two and a half minutes before anybody's going to catch him again. Let's see what happens here. And then, okay, he's not, you know, he's not rolling. I'm sure the yellow came out well before the leaders ever got back anywhere near where the 47 was sitting. So I don't think there's any danger there. I think that we would like to err. Like we talked about how long the cautions are. You always want to err on not throwing the caution there. If somebody spins or, or, you know, you're going to give them a minute to get rolling and hope that they can keep going instead of throwing a 10, 15 minute caution flag for, you know, for a guy that's really can keep going. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's, there's anything questionable about they it. They really. threw it when he stopped. I don't know what else you can do. Do you throw it before he stops? Then if you're, you know what I mean? I think the right thing is when he comes to a stop, he's in a dangerous spot. That's when you throw it. If he's still moving, he can possibly get back to pit road. You don't want to stop the race for no reason. Alex Bowman and Stuart Friesen die bomb leader Kyle Busch with two to go in the truck race, all making contact and allowing Zane Smith to pass and win. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, spot off on KB's part. I thought he made the mistake of, of just leaving the door wide open. You know, he took a big arc into that corner and just kind of invited them guys to take a shot at him. Uh, yeah, and then came down, you know, like they weren't there. Uh, 
how bad do you think Alex Bowman? I mean, at the end of that race, um, Bowman was better than Kyle. Like towards you know before them, he was getting ready to pass him. You know, he was running him down. And when the yellow came out, I was like, oh, I think Bowman's got him. And I think that Alex Bowman would have loved nothing more in the world than to go and beat Kyle Busch heads up in that truck race. I think he was going to. As I well. think he was too. Um, the hack is back. The hack is back. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, for one thing, this truck series, these green white checkers are just a recipe for disaster because these guys don't give, they don't care. They, they just, don't race. They don't race. They just run each other over. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a ridiculous. joke. Like I don't understand. Like we talk about earlier, you know, you even look at the raw situation. And you talk about when is an appropriate time for like NASCAR to step in and maybe penalize somebody. I don't like. I hate judgment calls, and I don't want to put any more judgment calls. So I'm fine with them not making calls on a situation like Ross. But when this series here, where it's a feeder series, and these kids need to learn, my God, do something because this is a joke. Like especially I don't think if you can do anything, race, man. I don't know what you can do. You but can't do anything. Let them wreck. It's just. Like my goodness, it's, it's it, it changes the integrity of the sport of auto racing when we allow bumper cars and these people to drive like idiots. Yeah, it does. I, they lose their minds. Like they just literally lose their minds. But it's because we let them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, that's there are no parameters. It's so hard to to and, and you know like you're trying to teach Derek how to race some in that in that group. But man, when you're in that group, you don't. There's you're doing nothing but racing around people that have a lot of bad habits. And I, how do you you know when we follow someone out of the corner and she watches them knock somebody out of the way. Well, that's how you're supposed to pass now. Like that's not right. No. Like Derek, Derek's been working with Josh wise and Scott speed. Part Derek's of gotten better Chevy program. And like his road racing the other yesterday was immensely improved from where yeah. it had been last year. And he's had a good quiet yeah. year so far. And so I'm like, him. you know, <laughs> and, but to hit to that point, and this is, I don't know if this is what's going on around him or not, but it was whatever that race was. Was it 42 laps? Something like that. He ran 38 laps like he listened to every word Josh Wise said. And then the last three laps, he looked like he yeah. never met Josh Wise. Like, we're bouncing off people. People are bouncing off us. And I'm like, just get back to what you've been doing all day long. My yeah. God. It's hard, though, because as soon as somebody... It's like the go-kart race, man. We're on the last lap. Everything's all good. As soon as I hit you into that sh- that hairpin, what's, what are you going to do when you get yeah. mad at me? Yeah, Pull of course. Um, I got a question. Is Josh Wise... Uh, he, he seems pretty wise. He's helping a lot of people. Oh, Brett. Spot on, spot <laughs> off. I think uh, I think it's awesome. You know, I, I, I we we're just fussing. He almost about backed the, into one. We were just fussing about the the truck series and how these guys race. But at the end of the day, man, this is like uh, it's like Bowman Gray on NASCAR style. Like it's awesome. I I, I don't have a dog in the fight in the truck series, and um, to to have the veterans out there like Kyle and Alex, um, <laughs> and and have them getting upset. I mean, Kyle, there's nothing better on television in NASCAR than to see Kyle Busch climb out of a car pissed off. The look on his face is so transparent that he is so mad that he could spit fire. His desire to win is probably higher than anybody else's out there, and there's no more of a piss-poor loser than Kyle AJ Busch. AJ had a little bit of it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Bob. I don't know, Bob. <laughs> nope. Did you see Bowman's interview? Yeah. I guess if I put it on a T-shirt, so the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah just... Uh, Watching the footage of Kyle and Alex or Alex trying to talk to Kyle and Kyle like wouldn't even look at him. He's like, yeah. Kyle yeah. just stayed. <laughs> he's got that. Yep. He's got that water bottle with that long yep. ass straw. That's, that's when you know he's pissed off. He's just sitting there uh, holding the water bottle with the straw in his mouth, just not even looking. What do you think looking. he's thinking? What do you think his PR person's thinking? Oh, oh. His please don't PR talk. Please don't talk. General. Please don't talk. Please don't talk. <laughs> oh. I don't know, Bob. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. AJ should have a shirt that just says yep. And on the back says, I don't know, Bob. <laughs> spot on, spot off. Brad Kozlowski's team find 100 owner and driver points, 10 playoff points, and crew chief Matt McCall is suspended for the next four races for modifying three, three now. For modifying a single source supplied part. TJ, I'm assuming you're spot on. I don't know, Bob. I am spot off. I don't really. I'm going to wait for everyone to play its course, but I think that's, you know, when 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 you do have issues getting parts and things like that, I, I, I think there's, um, I think that's pretty stiff penalty, but I don't make the rolls. Um, I don't have anything to really do with any of this, but I'm going to let the, let them guys handle it and let the process so, play out. Oh, so you, Brett, you're, you mentioned, I think Brad mentioned he's going to appeal it. So what does this process look like? Well, I mean, that's the thing, man. Uh, winning appeals is very tough. Uh, very we've tough. only, we've only seen a couple of appeals reversed and one of them, they didn't really have a choice because the series director had given someone the approval to do something of which they went and did. And then the series director said, you can't do that. You're kicked out. So that guy kind of had to eat crow, but um, the, the the likelihood of winning this appeal, very, very low. Um, massive, massive fine here. Not the money, the points. 100 points is massive, uh, especially when you're at a company that's not performing at a high level week in and week out. Um, do I think they're going to get there? Yes. Brett Kazowski's a very talented race car driver. TJ's obviously a very experienced, talented spotter. Um, they've got the resources, but their cars aren't fast yet. We saw them really struggle at LA. And now here we're getting ready to hit a, a ton of short tracks. Now Bristol's fast. Richmond's going to be fast. Um, Martinsville will not be fast, but nonetheless, they're still, this is our three short tracks. I don't, I don't tracks. put anything in LA though. I know, I know what we missed there and yeah, stuff. I, and think, that's, I feel uh, pretty good, good about that. But, but so. as a, you know, as a, an observer, I'm like, now you got a run of three tracks here where you where you could potentially struggle and you're at a hundred point deficit. So I think the thing that people need to focus on with this particular situation is not what did they do, right? Because it, it, it appears whatever they did, NASCAR didn't like. Well, NASCAR doesn't like tires falling off cars. NASCAR lets you drill holes and things if you don't ask for permission, which I think uh, Roush Fenway Keselowski racing was part of that deal where they were cheating up the wheels before everybody else was allowed to cheat up the wheels. And they didn't do anything to them then when I thought they should have been kicked out for that personally. Um, because if, if, if they're able to do it, then why wasn't everybody able to do it, right? But um, the 100-point thing, Freddie, is what I say is big in this situation. Yeah. Your crew chief, yeah, money, man, that sucks. Points. But, I mean, the crew chief's not that far away. He's still there calling a race. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Brad's in a must-win situation now in my book. You know, he's too far back and too many guys, but he's over 100 points out already. And there's 20 guys between him and the cutoff line now. He's, I don't know, what is he, like 34th, 35th in points? I mean, there's Cody Ware, BJ McLeod, David Reagan's run two races. He's ahead of Brad in points right now. That's how stiff this penalty is. Um, you know, there's, there's just, and if we see this trend continuing, there may not be a position in the playoffs for a guy that points his way in. You know, we're six winners in already now. Uh, you know, there might not be available spots for guys to point their way in anyway. So he's going to have to win a race, I think. But one of the things I found interesting about this was, 
you know, we've seen in the past they, you know, take cars to the R&D center all the time. You know, every week almost it seems like uh, we took two cars, these two cars to the R&D center. And it was almost Not this be- week. It became like a formality. Yeah, They, they, didn't they took week. Brad's last week, right? Was that where they found the issue? Captain yeah. Obvious sitting over here. I mean. <laughs> well, no, you said it was during inspection. You never mind. <laughs> so that they, you know, we now they took this is where they found this stuff as on RD center. So yeah. now, you know, that becomes a little more interesting when they say, you know, we're taking cars back to the R and D center. What could possibly come out of that? Cause like I said, last year it seemed like a formality. You know, it took three cars after a race and we never heard anything else about it. So that'll be interesting to see if that continues to, you know, to play a role in the season long point standings, but don't forget people are short on inventory. They're short on parts and we're short on time. And that West to West to West coast racing, mm-hmm. When people were tearing up cars, I mean, like, holy cow, man, it just really paints you in a box. So I, I can't imagine that this was necessarily on purpose, but it doesn't matter. If you're cheating, you're cheating. And obviously they saw something yeah. they didn't like. Like you said, it, it, to, to, if they have any shot of making up that point gap, I mean, you're going to have to run top 10, top <laughs> five consistently every week now and, and load up on stage points. And we just haven't seen that speed out of that car yet. I mean, we haven't seen anybody really dominate like Denny and Kevin did a couple yeah, years no. ago. Larson. I mean, right now, Lar- uh, Chastain is the dominant one. Chastain, yeah. Reddick is up there all the time. Briscoe's up there all the time. Guys you don't expect, but there's just because they're different guys, they're the ones that are up front, it seems like, every one of these races right now. Tell me it didn't look like a, something was going to go down when you had Chase and Ross racing for the lead. I, I, I honestly thought that AJ was going to just get the win from the... <laughs> default you know what i I mean like i thought that they screwed up on the one restart one of the things aj was really mad about was ross kept just taking him wider and wider off of turn one on the restarts and ross took him so wide the one time that reddick passed both of them and i was like wow that was a big mistake because he was so focused on aj he just forgot all about tyler reddick and they ended up getting back by tyler but uh i thought that he might have potentially given a race given a race away right there but these guys are these guys were ultra aggressive up there tyler struggling again figuring his car out good job tyler (laughs) What happened to Tyler? I, I don't know, but he's fast every week still. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought he had a problem because he seemed like he was slow through that, that carousel. Yeah. And I thought he made it out flat or he something. Did, there was some Daniel. Daniel drove a great race in the beginning. Fast as heck. I think somebody said he lost power steering. Yeah. Something race. happened. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Yep. Door Bumper Clear fans are the best. Y'all sold out the 124 scale autographed Justin Allgaier door bumper clear diecast on RacingUSA.com in less than two weeks. We sold it out in less than a day. We extended the order. That's how fast you guys are. That diecast literally flew off the shelves. And because of that, our friends at RacingUSA.com have announced they're selling a t-shirt with a DBC Justin Allgaier paint scheme. And even that is almost sold out too. Yeah. So if you want a t-shirt, you need to pre-order it soon. It's available exclusively. It's available it's available exclusively. Ah, <laughs> me. It's available. Ah, exclusively. It's available. A- available. It's available exclusively at racingusa.com slash DBC. Now that you guys know that TJ's drunk, yeah. it's Freddie's turn to read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. There are also some 164 scale DBC Justin Allgaier diecasts available too, but those won't last long either. Pre-order yours at RacingUSA.com backslash DBC. In addition to the fast-selling DBC merch, TJ being unable to say the word exclusively, <laughs> RacingUSA.com is also the ble- best best place. <laughs> it's also the best. It's, it's, it's a uh. blessed and best place <laughs> to buy your favorite driver's hats, apparel, diecast, and novelties. Yesterday's cost Rastain circuit. 
<laughs> Yesterday's Ross Chastain Circuit of the Americas Race Win Diecast collectible car is already available for pre-order at RacingUSA.com. Don't forget, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order. RacingUSA.com also guarantees the lowest pre-order prices. While you're shopping on RacingUSA.com and we're all learning how to speak English, enter the weekly Diecast giveaway contest. Don't wait any longer. Pre-order your DBC t-shirt right now at RacingUSA.com slash DBC. If anybody sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard and all the alarms just spreading. Brett Griffin is a clown. Just had to call and say uh, somebody called Denny a wambulance. Well, I never thought that motherfucking Kyle Larson would be on my bad side. His car's held together with duct tape and hope. Reaction feeder starts now. Every f***ing time Derek is towards the front of the f***ing field, someone or something has got to f*** it up. What the f***, Tyler? Can't f***ing beat them? You got to f***ing wreck them? It's f***ing Texas. It ain't, it ain't the f***ing middle of winter in f***ing Wisconsin. You don't need to put the f***ing plow down. Pick it up. Race them. What a load of f***ing Judging by that accent, I think that gentleman might be from Derek's hometown. I don't know who it was, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Ankrum definitely just drove through the back of us. Where somebody had like was passing us, and Derek was kind of letting him go, and we were going to get in line behind him. And Ankrum had different ideas, and he just kind of overdrove turn one by a couple car lengths and cleaned us out. But yep, that was the, that was the start of my downfall for that day. On his way out of Austin, Landon Castle might want to stop by Jerry World and try out for the punting position. Holy. Did he punt somebody? Uh, we might have gotten to Ross a little bit on a restart. We turned Ross around. I okay, can tell you this. Define a little bit. I was running about 25th when that happened. And obviously, it's a big <laughs> difference coming up that hill watching the guy running 25th versus watching the guy running second or third or wherever you were. And then I see this 92 sitting broadside. I'm like, oh, we're getting ready to nail this guy. And I knew at that point, Daniel had already seen him, and I just started screaming, clear right, clear one outside, whatever, because I knew I couldn't tell him anything. And I about had a freaking heart attack. Yeah. Because it was like right under where I was standing. And you're not looking for that. Like you thought everybody kind of went through. It was kind of one of them deals where we were, we tried to come up the middle, and Ross kind of went out wide and was trying to get a better run off of turn one. And I don't know if he didn't know we were there. It's kind of like we were. We were trying to get all we could through the middle and going one way, and he was trying to, you know, cross over the other way, and we just we got in the back of him and turned him around. But Ironically, I, I just told Brandon Banesh, um, who was spotting for one of the RCR cars, I said, you know what's so funny to me, man, watching this race from turn one for the first time ever for me is I was like, these guys can't wreck at the top of this hill. Like, they're getting up here, and they're four wide, five wide, and they're knocking the crap at each other, and they cannot wreck. The very next restart, they wreck. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. There was a handful of cars spun around. You know, it, it, when you have second and third spotters, you don't really – I don't feel comfortable sending a secondary guy out there to do a restart like that. I mean, if you don't get through that corner, you, you could easily rip your nose off in that corner. And to send uh, – that's chaos. It's uncontrolled, and a lot of times it's unavoidable, but I don't want to put a guy up there that doesn't do it every week. Um, you know, if you were to get an accident there, you're going to be like, I should have been there. That's the way I look at it anyway. All right, let me start off by saying congratulations, Ross Chastain, but I got a bone to pick, man. Two things. One, take your helmet off next time, man. It needs to be your face with that watermelon, because now you just look like a crazy man throwing fruit. 
Secondly, look, I love Coda for what it is, but it ain't built for these stock cars. I slept the whole damn race. Every time I woke up, I got more bored and fell back asleep. Hell of a finish. <laughs> how, how do you say this they may have, then it's a hell of a race that's kind of I, contradicting isn't well, it well no I think I think that happens a lot I think it happens like with the Gluck pole a lot I think you oh, have yeah. a race where it's super super boring super strung out and then we all kill each other in the last lap and I go oh it was a great race yeah. was a, if, what you're if saying it ends is, on a positive was, note then it was a great finish a it was not a great yeah. race like during the race there were points where it would you were drag sleeping. a little so bit so what you're saying is when we do our pit road run we come around to the one to go it's alright boys 10 lap race we're done after that <laughs> That's what I, there, I wish. It, look, let's go. Dating back to 1988, there is nothing <laughs> better on a Sunday afternoon than a nice nap during a cup race. That's, you watch yeah, the start, I mean, you catch you a little nap by accident, you wake up, you grab you a beer, and you watch yeah. the rest of it. It ain't that hard. Don't complain to me about a nap during no, a we, cup that's race. That's called America. Hashtag America. Ask Junior. <laughs> Hashtag Ask Junior. <laughs> Man, Freddy, I don't know who this guy is racing up next to me, but he's tough. Uh, Bubba, that's the, that's your tire. That's, your, your tire just came off, buddy. You're, you're not racing anyone. What the hell did he say? I think he was, he was, he was fake spotting. He was racing the car. Oh. The tire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't get that, but yeah. I did say your tire just fell off, so. Yeah, I did a good job, I thought. <laughs> You think he didn't know? Like, is that why you told him? <laughs> well, he didn't know. So he thought he's like legit. He thought we broke a rear end down the backstretch. But I'm assuming that's not that was because the wheel. Thing. Yeah, I, I assume it was because the wheel might have been spinning. I don't know what Your was rear going end on. Was twer- twerking, Bubba. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he legit didn't know. And then he's like, "Oh, uh, something happened." I said, "Yeah, your wheel just fell off." Can somebody make me a gif of Bubba twerking and send it to me, uh, please? No. please hey, is, there, is there any point penalty with that? No point penalty, just oh, crew chief and <laughs> he, he wants to move up. Want to race with somebody? <laughs> There'll be a point penalty if he twerks. I want to race with you. <laughs> hey, AJ Almendinger and Alex Bowman. He didn't slam into you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And Rubbin's son is racing. Ross Chastain. Congrats on the first win. You did what you had to do. Awesome for you, man. You deserve it. Now the question is: This car's been good for six weeks, but. Can it put on a show at Richmond to entertain Jason? If it can put on a show to entertain Jason at Richmond, we know this car is good. Casey, you rock. Freddie, you rock. TJ, you rock. Brett, stop being so grumpy. Holla. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the difference is uh, he did slam. <laughs> AJ, yeah, that, that wasn't he, really that was rubbing. Not, that was not a rub. <laughs> AJ rubbed Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Ross did not that, rub AJ back. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Chastain, one of the dirtiest motherfuckers to race. AJ, give him a, a bump and run, which, hey, if you're going to give a bump and run, you give it back. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for retaliation. But when you go into the corner and literally jack the guy's rear end off to where it causes him to wreck into Bowman, that's just dirty. And he won the race because he wrecked two guys that were faster than him and outsmarted him on the racetrack. He wrecked them so he could win. Got the trophy. Kissed the girl. Yeah, smashed am, the watermelon. I am pretty sure that if put in that same scenario, he's going to do the exact same damn thing. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if if uh, you know I'm leading and Brett runs into me and gets by me, then Freddie gets by both of us and they're side by side. I'm going to wreck the out of both of them to win that race from the last quarter. I mean, I'm going to do what I have to do to win. 
That's that guy's paid to win that race. AJ said it's it's up to Ross if he can look himself in the mirror. And I can promise you he was smiling his ass off this morning when he looked in the mirror. <laughs> I bet he was too. Uh, listen, man, the guy the guy won. Are you going to victory lane if your guy wins that race like that yeah. and celebrate? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash doorbumper clear and click the message icon. We'll play the best ones each week on the show. Offer pad question of the week. Do you have any older pieces of furniture in your home that you hold on to for nostalgic purposes? Brett. I got a I got the very first refrigerator I ever bought in my life once I bought my first house back around two thousand and two ish. And it's now my beer fridge in my garage. So that's probably about as nostalgic as I can get with furniture, Casey. Um and I can taste beer again after three months. So Congratulations. Thank you. That's not good news. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. The I beer prices a, will probably go up due to demand. I am uh I'm I'm like eighty percent now on my taste buds, so I'm I'm celebrating. Solid. Ready? I'd be eating the shit out of Brussels sprouts still then. <laughs> Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, all that uh, stuff. <laughs> I don't have anything that I can think of. At some point, Freddie's big ass couch is going to be nostalgic. I think, be it, in the Hall I of think fame. it is at this point. Yeah. I mean, I have. Uh, so John's bedroom set is my old bedroom set. I mean, that's about the oldest piece of furniture in my house. And that was just because I was too cheap to buy any more. <laughs> so, so we call that we call that nostalgia. It counts. <laughs> Oh, go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. What an idiot. Time for what an idiot. Brett. I'm not prepared for this. I got to think. I have to go back to what I said earlier in the show. It's somebody somewhere up the ladder. Makes a decision. And I don't know if it's the racetrack. I don't know if it's NASCAR. But whomever. Emotional damage. Whomever it is, you cannot put us back in the spot that you had us spotting turn one at Dakota. You have got to move us. It is utterly ridiculous of where we're at. I mean, you guys are, they're, they're not joking about a throttle getting hung. I believe it or not, because the way that heel comes up at us, it looks like they could jump and land in the fence if a throttle hung, right? So from a just overall standpoint, whomever this person is, and I know you're listening to the show because everybody listens, go to the freaking spotter stand, stand up there, and then watch the replays that, that Freddie posted on Twitter, move us somewhere to give us an opportunity to be better at our jobs. That's all we ask for. We're not asking for, you know, freaking shrimp cocktails and Bud Lights during the race. We just want to be able to see. And the thing is, that's the mandatory location. Like we have to be there, you know, or or you have to adjust your roster to to fit it. But that's the that is the primary spotter location. And I felt like the most useless guy of the three that we were doing yesterday. Correct. <laughs> we were literally yeah. utilized on one lap, and that was the first lap after every restart. And that was the worst time to be able to see. So whoever had the spotter stand there and whoever built the stop the scaffolding for that, you're an idiot. Oh, I got one. It's very easy. It's Bubba Wallace. Uh they did a track walk Saturday or Friday. This is good. Was it Friday they or Saturday? Show they on the broadcast. It was, it's Friday. Yeah, it was Friday before the truck practice. Who did a track walk? Everybody. They they had it open. Uh, like guys can go out and do a track walk and did Bubba. You wreck? Bubba said, I'm going to, I'm outsmart everybody. I'm going to go take my longboard out there and show them how it's done. 
and 10 seconds later, he busted his ass all over the racetrack. Rash. I mean, he's he. when I got to the hauler for our meeting before the race yesterday, he was all bandaged up, and he was a damn mess. So my one idiot this week goes to my very good friend, Bubba Wallace. Maybe just go ahead and walk the next time they have a track walk. What's it called? A track. Track walk. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> Should just yeah. walk the track, well, maybe? Yeah. yeah, well. I got my question for tomorrow. It's, hey, Dale, have you ever rode a skateboard around a racetrack? Hashtag Ask Junior. <laughs> Longboard, Axe Jr. TJ. What number was Chris Wright? 44. Okay. Is there, was there this a 44? This is Chris Wright that used to be the crew chief, is it? No, no, no. No, okay. no, 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 no. So I'm going to go with if you're a number 44 in the Xfinity or the truck, you're my idiot for the week because <laughs> in the truck race, you swapped ends about four times. Um, and when we get to the Xfinity race, the 44 proceeded to clean out two cars in the first lap. And whenever we went off into the carousel, we're on the left side, outside. I literally, see, and my guy's giving him plenty of room and guy drives it in there and you see him come off the curb, up the racetrack and you see the gap and you're like, oh no, oh no. Yep. Yep. We're wrecked. Um, you know, on lap one. So I didn't know if there was some sort of prize on lap one that you can win for that. Uh, but if there is, they, they did definitely want it. But yeah, 44s. And the Biffle wasn't in the race this week. The Biff. The Biff. So I can't. I can't can say it. Yeah, he did run over Cody Ware at Atlanta and caused that big. Yeah, but backstretch. yeah, but that was started. Oh, I know. That was started before that. I thought the Biff does a good job in that car, man. He does. He doesn't do bad. I mean, it's, it's still Biffle. I mean, it's yeah, not like I mean, he forgot I, how to do it. No. Yeah, he was good. I have to go on a rant. Oh no. Oh yeah. What is it? The show's already long enough. I know. I saw something last week where somebody called our sport sports entertainment. Who called it that? I think it was Marcus Smith. Oh, our buddy Marcus. And people that I that don't know anything about racing, like don't know anything about racing, seen this and are asking me if we're like the WWE because that's the only other time I've ever heard of sports entertainment. They're like, oh, so is yours the outcome of your race, you know, predetermined? I was like, no. Nah. No, yeah, right. Like, no, of course it's yeah, not. AJ but, knew AJ knew Ross was going to hit but, him. But you know the pro- the problem is people don't know, and then they see something like that, and they, they equate it to the only other thing that I ever seen sports entertainment related to was wrestling. And I don't know why that I, I don't know if that was just a poor choice of words or what that was, but you, you give off the wrong impression about our sport when you say something like that. Like we're in the racing business. I don't know. We're not in the. I mean, obviously, you have to put on a show, but yeah, you I want the race to be entertaining. The racing is what we're here for, not the entertainment. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think that was just a poor choice of words. Well, that, it started. I mean, we had NASCAR executives saying that publicly. We're in the entertainment business was the words that they were using, um, you know, not that long ago. So to have a prominent track figure say we're in the sports entertainment business isn't surprising because they're kind of following the lead of what they'd heard. You're absolutely right. We are in the racing business, and we hope that you find our product entertaining. Um, we're not spending collectively hundreds of millions of dollars around here to go out and entertain people. We're spending hundreds of millions of dollars to go out and activate brands and race, and we hope you find it entertaining. That's the way I look at it. I agree with you. It's not sports entertainment. Is the, is the NFL sports entertainment? No, it's a sport. And sometimes you find it entertaining, and sometimes you find it boring. It's the way sports work. But yeah, I agree. Do you think the new car is doing well? I think it's doing amazing. I think it's doing great. 
Yeah. I mean, look how many winners we've had in the last few races. I mean, I've, I've, my, seen, the I've seen one field. boring race. Well, you know, one thing that I don't think we've touched on is, you know, we've seen Chase dominate road courses. Yeah, man. I, You know what, dude? I'm not buying the whole Chase is the greatest road racer because last year when he got in that JRM car at Watkins Glen or wherever he was, he ended up with a pretty decent Average, finish. Good. But he didn't run well in stage one. He yeah. didn't run well in stage two. When he got in the, in the IMSA cars or whatever he got in for the 24-hour deal, it ain't like he went out there and put on a clinic. Like, I appreciate Chase going and trying different things, but people acting like, oh, man, he's the best road racer in the field. No, he's not. He, yeah, he, think- he He's not the best guy. Uh, he's in the best car, or oh, was up until year, this year. Last year, the road courses were dominated by the 24, I think, 9. I think this fuels the fire of everybody who was talking about that track attack deal or whatever where they got the opportunity to test them gen six cars whenever they wanted with different packages obviously and this is what was what this is what i don't don't know if we did a great job of conveying this last week when we're talking about the lamar thing but that's what everybody's concerned about they're concerned not that toyota didn't get a chance to to have a car in there they're concerned that they're going to get a free week of testing you know because like denny's i seen denny's reply to one thing was if there's one common part on that car versus you know the same as the next gen car and that car that's a free testing opportunity for them for a week. That's not just a 24-hour race. They're down there practicing. You know, that's a week-long test session for them if they can run next-gen parts on that car. And this is what we talked about last year with that track attack deal. And like you just said, the the the, Pen, the Hendrick cars were dominant last year in the road course races, all of them. Yeah, 24, 9. And, I mean, five. Where, yesterday, where were they yesterday? You know, I mean, the 9 was there, yeah. the 5 was there, but they were mid-pack. Obviously, the 48 was in contention. But you know there was there was nowhere near the dominance. But they we were saw good, before. but they were just weren't dominant. Yeah, they, there was nowhere near where they were last year. Yeah, last year, I mean, it was lights out. So Richmond, obviously, first legitimate short track for points of Peaky the year. Bob's. Um, I I foresee, <laughs> and I've had some conversations with some guys in the know about this. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's leave a message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I foresee these corner speeds being ridiculously high, and I think if we see cautions and wrecks, based on how hard we saw hits happening at L.A., these wrecks are going to be massive. They're going to be some of the hardest hits we've ever seen in short tracks. And I remember seeing Sterling Marlin going into three at Richmond and backing it in, and I thought, man, he's he's just taking a massive hit, and he actually yeah. hurt his neck. Um, like I, I think this weekend is going to be fast. I think it's going to be competitive, and I think when we see cautions, they're going to be big. I just want to see the – seems like we've gotten away from having to control your um, your tire wear with the right rear out of turn four and stuff. Like, we kind of got away from that a little bit. I'm hoping it's back now. Okay. 
So where the guys are struggling, I want to see them struggling out of turn four, like sliding. Like to me, that's like, I want to see him wheeling it. Yeah. I, I think that it's a, uh, a lot of unknowns again for the first time, which is a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Limited practice and obviously a heck of a race. I, I love Richmond, the market. I love the racetrack. It's been boring lately, mm-hmm. and I, I hope it comes out. And I puts think it's going to be race. good. I think it'd be good. I, I mean, I, I think with this car, seeing how it's driven so far, I think the guys might have their hands full a little bit, and I think it's going to make for a really good race. So. If you're in the area or want to see a good one, come on out. Yeah. And heading into reach Richmond, let's make DBC picks because Brett, you are already in the lead with two wins. I should have three. Blaney I, screwed me the week before whatever. messing around with Bubba twerk. Mm-hmm. I know what Kyle was thinking when he was sitting there with his interview. Whenever he just, you know, he he knew he was thinking about that. I picked him for the cup race. <laughs> <laughs> what he was thinking uh, I he looked like he picked him. him for the cup race and I saw him backwards at least two I or know, three times. that's what I'm saying <laughs> he, he knew it was over I go first huh yes loser uh, I guess I will take Martin Truex Jr. DJ damn you're not going to use him for Martinsville no um man did I already pick this guy son of a <laughs> did <laughs> um Buy me a drink. That's the, maybe ever heard that song? You son of a. You know me a what? Drink. I'm gonna go with uh, a guy that has. You used to be like you were on it the past few weeks. I and know, now you're back to being slow. I normally don't pick these pick. heavy hitters. We normally don't have two extra people in here, so uh, I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin. Wow. All I'm going to tell you is I Sorry, went with Denny. Denny Hamlin at Phoenix, and he struggled. He was on the struggle bus at Phoenix, especially considering it's Denny Hamlin yeah. at Phoenix. So good Jason. luck with your pick. I'm going to pick Joey Logano. I will pick Christopher Bell. Man, y'all all four went big. I'm going to go with a guy DJ that I think yeah, he's going to lay up here <laughs> is, is going to have the run of his life. Mr. Corey LaJoy. We're stacking pennies, Corey. I like it. That we're stacking quarters this week. Let's go. The whole strategy of this game seems changed now that there's five people and it's very When Brett hears us take the heavy, he's like, oh, yeah. Corey, don't come. He literally texted that one week and said, I want Denny Hamlin or BJ McLeod. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. See how we're colluding this. No, I text Jason. No, he texts Jason. Uh, if I can't get the guy I wanted picking third like I did that particular week, I was mm-hmm. laying up, and I got Denny Hamlin, and look at it killed me. He run like shit all day. Yeah, I'm going. I'm swinging for the fence here. So, Denny, don't let me down. This is your chance to redeem yourself, Denny. We're going to find out if Toyota's any good right here. This is a, this is a Kyle Busch racetrack. Um, this is a Martin Truex Jr. racetrack. Obviously, Christopher Bell, tons of short track experience. about Denny? This is a well, Denny we, Hamlin racetrack. But, but, but you, you just picked him, so he's Good not going to run well. <laughs> if, if, if This is a Gibbs test right here. You know, I saw Kurt Busch yesterday struggling at that road course in the 45 car. Um, if I win with Denny, he should come on the show. I mean, that's... Bubba, the, this is a Toyota test for me. I want to see how they do. And I'm sure Denny would love to come on the show with you. I'm sure he'd be happy if he won Richmond. He would, would, he would Smith slap you, said right here. Talk about his Hall of Fame resume. Yeah, let's talk about 
All right, go buy your uh, Charlotte Experience Dirty Mo Media Ultimate Suite Experience tickets right now on DirtyMoMedia.com. Get them before they go and get your DBC just now. I got our t-shirts on RacingUSA.com slash DBC before they go. And here's another incentive. If you come to the suite and I blocked you on Twitter, I will unblock you. <laughs> Honestly, 100%. that is not very much an incentive. We had an, oh, a we lo- just sold it out. We had a, <laughs> we had a lovely lady. That we unblocked or I unblocked. We, there's no we in this. I, I also give free hugs to everybody in the suite. Oh. So if you want a hug. Uh. He's just kidding. And if you want to be unblocked, just come see us in Charlotte. Thank y'all for <laughs> oh, listening. yes. Have a great week. See you Monday. Holla. Word. See ya. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.